You are listening to episode number six of the You Are Nourished podcast. Today, it is all about food. If you feel confused about nutrition and how to construct a healthy plate of food that does you good and fills you up, then I'm breaking it all down in today's episode. Grab a snack and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food, and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic, but I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today is all about food, one of my favourite things to talk about, but unfortunately, diets have messed with our heads when it comes to food. So if you have tried all of the low-cal, low-fat, low-carb diets, you've been counting points, you've been counting macros, but this has left you feeling unsatisfied or bored, um, shake replacement diets, meal replacement diets, I'm looking at you, uh, and even more confused about what you should actually be eating because every diet claims that their way is the only way you should be eating forevermore, then we are going to chuck all that out the window and take it back to basics and talk about actual, real, wholesome food, no funny fads, no counting, no weighing, no tracking, and no weirdness, just actual proper food. I hate to break it to you, but it's not actually that hard. And it really doesn't need to be as complicated as everybody makes it out to be. The diet and the weight loss industry isn't worth nearly $300 million for no reason. They want you to think that there is some magic secret formula hidden somewhere in the depths of diet culture that you need to learn uh, in order to achieve your dream body or whatever it is that you're after. There is no magic secret formula. It doesn't exist. Every single diet that you've been on claims that theirs is the magic secret formula and all you need to do is follow the magic secret formula and your life will be all sunshine and roses. But we all know that that's bollocks. So let's break it down. Today we are going to dive into a little nutrition lesson. As a nutritionist, this is one of my most favourite things to talk about. And I'm also going to be sharing my top three criteria when it comes to choosing what food to eat. So how I decide what I want to eat on any given day or at any given time of day. What am I thinking about when I'm putting a meal together? All right, so let's get into a little bit of a nutrition lesson. And one of the first things that you need to know about food, the actual 
basics of what food is made up of and how these things work inside your body. They are called macronutrients. So you may have heard of macronutrients before. You may have heard of macros. You may have been on a diet where you have had to track your macros. So what are macros or macronutrients? They are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And they are present in all of our foods, and they all have a specific role to play in our body. And hey, guess what? We need them all. We need carbohydrates, we need proteins, and we need fats in order for our body to function well. So let's just have a think about some of the diets that you may have been on in the past that have removed said macronutrients and think about how this made you feel. So perhaps you've been on a low-carb diet. I know I have. I definitely talked about this in a previous episode episode. I've been on a paleo diet before. So paleo is a very, very low carb diet. Um, It cuts out gluten and grains. Um, You do eat fruits and vegetables. You are allowed, I say allowed, yeah, you allowed, you are allowed uh, sweet potatoes, but there's no rice, there's no oats, there's no wheat, um, there's no barley, there's no quinoa, anything grain-based, and very little in the way of white potato as well. You may have been on the Atkins diet, remember that one from off of the 80s? 80s or 90s maybe? I think it was a bit, it was big in the 90s. I definitely remember the Atkins being a big diet. And that was not just low carb, but completely carb free, um, because there was very little in the way of fruits and vegetables. I mean, when you look back on it, you you think, how on earth did we ever you know, do this diet where we weren't even eating fruits and veg. I think they now have like a modified version where you are allowed to eat fruits and vegetables, but still no carbohydrates, no bread, no pasta, no rice, no, you know, no oats, nothing like that at all. Um, It is all protein and fat. Anyone remember, you know, how you felt on that diet? Perhaps you were very low in energy. Perhaps you were constipated. Perhaps you had really smelly breath. I don't know. (laughs) There might have been some reactions to you eating a very high protein and a very high fat diet. I think today's Atkins is probably the keto diet or maybe maybe paleo, but probably keto um, is the big fad out there that claims to be a lifestyle, not a diet. It's still a diet. Uh, you're still having to obsessively track every morsel of food that you eat and you have to count um, and add up how many grams of um, net carbs you're eating and how many grams of fat you're consuming each day. My God, so boring, (laughs) really. There are definitely more interesting things to do with your life than that. So think back to the the diets that you've been on, whereby you have perhaps cut out uh, an entire macronutrient. And hey, Slimming World, I'm also looking at you, very low fat. So um, no oils, no nuts, no avocados, everything's low fat, fat free yogurt, fat free marge, fat free cheese, uh, fat free, that hideous uh, calorie, low calorie, one cal cooking spray. None of the gorgeous healthy fats or any fats at all that we need for our bodies to function. How did you feel 
on that diet? Did you feel largely quite unsatisfied? Did you feel hungry all the time? Did you feel kind of a little bit brain foggy because your brain is not getting one of the key nutrients it actually needs to function? Did you, you know, feel a bit low? Look back at all of the diets that you've been on where you did have to cut out an entire food group uh, or an entire macronutrient and think back to how you felt in that time we need them all. We need all of our carbohydrates and our proteins and our fats in the body. Carbohydrates give us energy. Carbohydrates are the body's primary um, source of fuel. It's what it loves to break down into energy the best. Uh, You know, when you eat a carbohydrate, it's broken down into energy and it gives you energy. And we need energy, right? So did you perhaps feel like you were lacking in energy on a very low carbohydrate diet? I certainly did. Carbohydrates also fire up the the, the dopamine parts of your brain. So they make you feel good. So eating a low carb diet can actually make you feel quite low um, and depressed. And that could literally be rectified simply by eating a potato. You know, that's, it's okay to eat a potato, right? Just Can we just all just get away from the potato police around here? So we need all of these carbohydrates in the body. There are, obviously, when it comes to carbs and when it comes to all of these these macronutrients, there are some that are, you know, more beneficial for your health and some that are less beneficial for your health, but they all have a role to play in our body, be it physically, physiologically, or from an emotional level. Sugar is a carbohydrate, but, you know, doesn't a bowl of ice cream make us feel happy? Yes, it certainly does. So there is, like I said, a role to play physically and emotional when it comes to eating all different kinds of foods. Proteins are the building blocks of our body. We are literally made of protein. Protein is broken down into amino acids, which are then made into neurotransmitters and hormones and cells in the body, our skin, hair and nails, our internal organs, our muscles. Literally, we are walking, you know, um, talking (laughs) uh, beings of protein. But we do tend to get our knickers in a twist a little bit about protein, because when you say protein, a lot of people associate it with bodybuilders. And oh my goodness, I'm going to have to eat all of this weird, you know, weird protein. And you don't. You can get enough protein in your day by eating a normal, well-rounded diet, which I will come on to shortly. You just need to make sure that you are including sources of protein with each meal mostly, and you will get enough. Um, And let's not forget also that the sum total of the function of our body is not based on one specific meal. It's based on, you know, a week's worth of food, a month's worth of food, a year's worth of food. It's what we do every day that adds up to how our body functions. One meal is not going to make you unhealthy. One meal is not going to make you healthy. It's what we do every day that adds up to how we feel and how our body functions. And then finally, fat. Um, So I feel like I might do a podcast episode purely on fat because it's like, you know, if we get our knickers in a twist about protein, we get our trousers in a twist (laughs) about fat. It is probably one of the most confusing nutrients. It's probably one of the questions I get asked about the most when I'm running challenges and inside my membership. You know, what fats should I be eating? What oils should I be cooking with? Uh, Low fat, no fat fat-free, full fat, it really um, is very emotive because 
of a simple confusion in vocabulary. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, fat is called fat and we therefore associate it with being fat. And that obviously, as far as society is concerned, is not, not a good thing to be. So, it's very, very confusing. Um, so I will touch on it briefly today, but I won't go into a huge amount of detail because it probably deserves its own its own show. I do have trainings in this inside my membership and it just comes up again and again. I, I, like I said, I get asked about it a lot. So like I've said, we need carbohydrates, fats and proteins in our body. So what is the role of fat in our body? Well, fat contains um, fat-soluble nutrients. So uh, the vitamins that uh, are only reside in fat, and these are vitamins A, D, E, and K. And so without fat in our diet, we're not getting these vitamins. Um, fat also forms part of our cell membrane. So our body is made up of trillions and trillions of cells, and the kind of outer layer of that cell is made of fat, and it allows nutrients to pass in and out of our cells more easily. So if we're not getting enough fat, then we've kind of, you know, not really got very healthy cells. Um, our brains are made of fat, so we need fat for our brains to function well. Fat supports our immune system supports our hormonal um, system, our endocrine system. So it's implicated in so many different parts of the body. And without fat, you know, if you're eating a very low fat or fat-free diet, you're not getting any of those nutrients or any of those benefits. And you are literally doing your body harm. And there's an incredible um, textbook that we had at a nutrition college called um, Fats That Harm, Fats That Heal, something like that by Udo Erasmus. Um, it's a great book. Um, and it really does highlight the, you know, the importance of fats in the body and how certain fats, again, this is, you know, certain fats are going to be therapeutic for our body and certain fats are going to be a little bit more harmful for our body. I'm thinking trans fats, hydrogenated fats, um, you know, foods that have a very, very long life are going to have vegetable oils in them, which are trans fats. We don't want to eat a lot of these, but let's remember as I've just said, it's not one meal or one cake or one biscuit that's going to make you unhealthy because we still need certain foods to fire up the fun factor in our brains. So that's just a, a little overview of carbohydrates, fats and proteins, why we need them and why it's important for us to include all of them in our meals. And let's just think about food for a minute. So I want, this is a really terrible time for me to be doing this because it's actually coming up to lunchtime and I'm getting kind of hungry. So this is only just going to make me hungrier, but let's, let's go. Um, imagine a plate of food, any plate of food, uh, you know, put it in your mind's eye and, uh, let's think about lunch, for example. So I want you to imagine different foods on that plate. So I want you to imagine some, you know, some fruit or vegetables. Maybe you, you know, imagine a salad, uh, you know, some salad leaves and some, some tomatoes, or maybe some, you know, some cooked vegetables like some broccoli or some beetroot. So just imagine some veggies on that plate. Then I want you to imagine a, uh, a carbohydrate or a grain food next to it, perhaps some rice or some sweet potatoes or some mashed potato, or maybe, uh, you know, some sourdough bread. Um, imagine that on the plate as well and uh, eat whatever one you fancy and then I also want you to think about you know a fat and protein food so most um, kind of animal proteins 
also contain fat. So they don't, you know, fats and proteins don't tend to live in isolation with one another. They tend to, to be combined. In fact, a lot of foods, you know, have all of the macronutrients in them. That's why it's important that we do form a large part of our diet around, you know, whole foods and, and um, you know, natural, uh, you know, meats and, and nuts and fruits and vegetables and, and those kinds of things. So then imagine something like, you know, a fat or protein food like eggs or chicken or cheese, or maybe you're vegetarian or vegan. So you might want to think about avocado or, uh, you know, some cashew nuts, whatever it might be. So you've got this plate of food. So now I want you to think about covering up or removing one of those macronutrients from the meal and thinking to yourself, how is this meal going to make me feel without this macronutrient. So for example, you might be left with a plate of rice and chicken. Well, that, you know, that's kind of bland. You want to add some, you know, how are you going to feel after that? You might not feel like you've had much in the way of, of energy or, or feel good in your in your well-being because you've not had any vegetables with that meal. You know, veggies give you energy, they support your immune system, they give you fibre. Um, so we want vegetables. It might just be a bit of a plain, bland, colourless, boring meal. So rice and chicken, not too interesting. We would want to add some vegetables to that. Now imagine that we take away uh, the, uh, the, the carbohydrate portion and you're just left with salad and chicken. Salad and chicken, you know, <laughs> I'm sure many of you have eaten a plain chicken salad and come away feeling hungry. We want something else. We need something else with that meal in order for it to fill us up and give us energy. And that is likely going to be maybe some additional fat in the form of some olive oil and also a carbohydrate food. So I remember when I was deep in my um, paleo journey, having to make such an enormous salad at lunch because there was no carbohydrate in there. And I would often actually put something like some leftover sweet potato in just to bulk it out a little bit. Because really, you know, no matter how many vegetables you put or salads, you know, uh, crunchy salad veg you put in your salad, they are not particularly filling. You know, salad and vegetables are quite low in calories. They're there to provide you with antioxidants and fibre, but they're not particularly filling. We need the fat, we need the protein, we need the carbohydrates and the more nutrient-dense foods in order to feel full and satisfied. So a plain chicken salad isn't really going to fill you up that much. Similarly, if we remove the fat and protein portion, we are left with a carbohydrate and some vegetables. Think back to the salad wrap that I talked about in a previous episode. You don't want to eat a salad wrap. You don't want to eat a salad sandwich. You don't want to eat a bowl of, you know, vegetables and rice. You need something else in there. You need to have some cheese, some chicken, some eggs, some avocado some form of protein and fat in order to fill you up. And so that is the formula for putting a meal together, including all of our macronutrients in order to make it satisfying. And this is the reason why these diets that remove macros are largely unsatisfying and unsustainable, because there's always something missing. You're always going to be like on the hunt for something because you're not getting everything you need in the meals that you are eating. And that is why on you know a low-fat diet, you are often craving high-fat foods, but they 
also are largely high fat, high sugar foods because that's what the brain is is you know calling out for. It's calling out for energy. And it's going to get that in its simplest form from simple carbohydrates. And that's why you are craving chocolate and biscuits and cakes and all of that kind of thing, which also contain fat, by the way, you know, that and crisps and chips. I'm really sorry if I'm making you hungry or making you crave those foods, but that's why you're craving those kinds of foods when you're on a low fat diet. And why when you do quote unquote succumb to a bag of chips, you feel so guilty about it because, you know, yada, yada. We've, we've talked about this before. So we've talked about the macronutrients and we've talked about, I guess, you know, healthy options when it comes to vegetables, carbohydrates, um, fats, proteins, and, and that kind of thing, you know, whole foods. But we are also missing fun foods. So when you've eaten a meal, I don't know about you, but after a meal, I still quite fancy something else. Sometimes I fancy a dessert. And this is the point at which we go, no, must avoid dessert, must avoid the fun foods. And that's when you end up, you know, hunting around your cupboards late at night for something forbidden. It's okay to want to eat dessert because they taste good and it provides the fun factor. So we must include fun foods as part of a healthy balanced diet. So when you finish your meal and you do fancy something sweet, have it, have it, allow yourself to enjoy it. This is a really, really difficult concept for a lot of people switching from dieting and restriction and rules to go, what do you mean I'm allowed to eat chocolate? What do you mean I'm allowed to eat these fun foods? No, they are forbidden. But when we put them on a pedestal, the more we tell ourselves we're not allowed them, the more likely we are to actually overeat them and then feel guilty about it. Whereas if you just allow yourself to have it as part of your day-to-day routine um, and you eat it regularly, then you do become a bit more desensitized. You remove them from the pedestal that they're on and they're just no big deal. And it's totally possible for you to live in a world where you have ice cream in your freezer and you haven't binged the entire tub. Seriously, I promise you, it is possible. So make sure you're including fun foods as part of your macronutrients because they're going to make you feel good. They're going to set off the happy parts in your brain and make you feel happy. So I hope that has provided you with a little bit of an understanding about what to eat and how to put a plate of food together. Um, I want to just um, finish on my criteria when it comes to choosing what to eat because when you have come from a background of dieting and food rules and following strict, you know, food plans, you're not actually in control of what you're eating. You are giving your control and your power to, you know, an external source to tell you what to eat and what you should eat and what you need. So we've talked I've talked about this before in a previous episode where, you know, I said dieting tunes you out of your body, of your wants and needs and desires. Where when you have moved away from that and you're you know, inhabiting a world where you are free from all of these rules and restrictions and you're living in food freedom, then you can ask yourself these questions when it comes to food. What do I fancy? Like quite often (laughs) that simple question doesn't even get asked when you're following a rigid plan. What do I feel like eating right now? What am I hungry for? What, what, you know, what, what do I feel like? And I know that you're thinking, I always fancy chocolate. I always fancy crisps. I always fancy cake. And if I'm given unconditional permission to eat these foods, that's all I'm going to eat. 
but that simply isn't the case. There is a massive misconception when you move into food freedom and intuitive eating and the principle of giving yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods that all you'll eat is Ben and Jerry's. It just isn't true because imagine where you, a day where you were having Ben and Jerry's, or insert your favourite food here, um, or you know the foods that you usually restrict, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, and then again the next day, and then again the next day, and then again the next day, you wouldn't feel great, would you? You know, you'd, you'd probably feel quite bloated, you might feel quite mucousy, you'd probably be a bit, bit constipated, not getting any fibre, you're not getting any fruits and veg, you're not, you know, yeah, you're getting some protein from the dairy and some fat, but you're getting a lot of sugar, uh, you know, a little bit of sugar, not going to not gonna harm you, but lots and lots, not going to make you feel great, uh, your energy's going to be low. So when you give yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods and you eat in the way that I have just described, you will be surprised by the foods that you crave and the foods that you fancy. Sometimes you might really fancy a nice big salad. Sometimes I really fancy some steamed buttery broccoli. I know, weird, but I do. So ask yourself, what do I fancy? What do I want to eat? You know, what is my body telling me that it wants and needs right now? Also, how hungry am I? You know, is it dinner time? Is it lunch time? Is it tea time? What time of day is it? When did I last eat? Um, Not that that should dictate whether you you know, eat again, because you can still be hungry an hour after you last ate. It's okay for that to happen. But, you know, what would be satisfying? What would be filling? Uh, what I want is to not have to think about food all day. So my criteria is to eat something that's going to fill me up so I can get the meal done and move on with what, you know, the rest of my day. And then I can go for three hours getting on with my work or doing what I need to do or having the energy to exercise without having to obsess about food. When you're not eating foods that satisfy you, when you're not eating foods that actually fill you up, like low fat foods or eating a very low carb diet, whatever it might be, then you're always thinking about food because you're hungry the whole time. When you eat foods that fill you up, you just don't think about it anymore. So how hungry am I? What would fill me up right now? How satisfying would that be? And then how is this going to make me feel? So you can, you know, eat a meal and at the end of the meal you might be presented with dessert and, you know, you might be really, really full and you might not really want dessert but because you generally restrict dessert and you tell yourself that you're not allowed it, you have it because it might be the only opportunity that you get to have dessert this year, it won't be, and you have it and you end up feeling full and uncomfortable. When you have food freedom and you get to the end of a meal and you go, do you know what, I've had enough, I'm I'm full, I don't want dessert, but I know that if I wanted to have dessert, I could have it tomorrow or the next day, or I could have it later if I wanted to, then that just removes the pressure of, you know, the, the obsessive thinking around what you should or shouldn't have when you're tuned into how food is going to make you feel. So those are the questions you want to ask yourself before eating a meal. What do I fancy? how hungry am I? And how is this going to make me feel? Now, obviously, you're not always going to get this right. Sometimes you haven't got much food in the house. Sometimes it's beans on toast. Also, absolutely fine. But it's going to depend on what you've got in, and you know, what shopping you've done and what's available to you in that moment. But if you do have a wide variety of foods available, maybe you've done a little bit of meal planning, a meal prep, and you've got some meals in your freezer and you've got some things to choose from, then it's perfectly acceptable for you to choose the thing that you want to eat in that moment. And I think what diets do is it takes away that 
making a decision based on what you truly want and desire to eat because you have all these rules about what you're supposed to eat and they all make you feel guilty in some way or another. All right, well, I hope that has been helpful. I hope that you have learnt that we need to eat all of our macronutrients in order to feel satisfied and in order for our bodies to function at their very best so we can have energy and sleep well and move our bodies in a way that feels joyful and all the things that we want to do with our lives, concentrate and, you know, play with our kids and all the things that, you know, that make us happy. We need all these macronutrients, but we also need to have some fun food in our diets as well. And I hope this has given you a little food for thought about what kinds of foods you might choose based on the criteria of what you feel like eating, how it's going to make you feel and how hungry you are in that moment and what is going to satisfy you. So if you would like to get your hands on some recipes, I've got an ebook of healthy snacks full of really delicious filling snacks that some are indulgent and some are savoury, um, but that are going to help you to experiment with some different foods that fill you up. In that ebook are my almost world famous now carrot and raisin muffins, which everybody loves. They are absolutely delicious. So all you need to do is head to laurengafer.com forward slash healthy dash snacks, and I will send it straight to your inbox. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I will see you on the next one. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.